spoken lately. I haven't thought about flying for a long time. I have a dream that at moment when I was alone above the clouds for a long time. I have dreamed waking up in a room surrounded in blue and green grass more years than I could dream of memory. I haven't walked back into the past or scratched on the doors of my origins where it all came from since I held up that cape for the last time. Return to Kent Town 10th year anniversary edition is a revised version of Andy Ann's first poetry book. The book can be purchased from Amazon and it contains numerous additional material. Spoken Label Hi, it's Andy Ann from Spoken Label. A spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and records show it started off really as a one-off podcast chatting to writers, poets and artists. Over time, it became monthly, then weekly, and occasionally nowadays it goes on that to a more regular basis. To date, I've done over 330 sessions and I'm always looking for new poets, writers, artists, singer-songwriters, general interesting creative people to come onto the podcast. You can find this on all the usual networks over Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Podbay and dozens of others. But it does have a central database of spoken label, which is all one word, dot bandcamp.com. Obviously now, to help me with the running costs of this podcast, I'm always grateful for any kind of donation to assist me with it. You can either do the donation through the Bandcamp page by putting in a fee to download one of the free podcasts, or send it over to my PayPal to aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. My email address again is aen1mpo at yahoo.co.uk. Enjoy the podcast. Take care. Bye. Spoken Label. Hi, guys. At the end, Spoken Label, back in the house on a Sunday night. We've had thunderstorms up here in the last half an hour. It's been shaking all the winters. So I'm hoping the windows aren't going to collapse a lot. Collapse tonight. It's been really quite bad. But we're over across the seas today, anyway. And we're with a dear friend, Spoken Label, as well. This young lady, I've known for about, I reckon, about five, six years ago now. Five, six years now. And she came on. To just under two years ago originally we've got the wonderful crystal with us today and we've got plenty to catch up with crystal as well because she's that sort of person and i love what i love about her she's an artist that's always evolving always got things on the go so crystal obviously for people that don't know you know first of all give us a little bit of introduction to yourself tell everybody where you're from and we'll start from there Hi, my name is Crystal Gypsy Oriano, and I am a poet in the Tampa Bay area in Florida. Um, that's in the United States uh, for my international friends. And I am an artist and a poet. With a, I have a master's degree in creative writing, and I have written three books of poetry. I have modeled, and I have done different um, events and venues. I'm a feature poet in, in the Florida area. Florida, Tampa Bay area. And I'm also um, 
I'm also a, a self-published writer with my own um, publishing company, the Orlano um, self-publishing company for those interested in um, how to self-publish or would like to self-publish with me and help me help them do their book. So I am a jack of all trades, a teacher, a mother, um, somebody who just loves words. So yeah, an author. So um, that's me. <laughs> really? Yeah. People wondered if I was trying to backtrack to session just under two years ago. Crystal had just bought out her second book at the time, Quench. So today we're going to be talking to her at least partly about her new book. So on this one, I'm looking, looking, been really enjoying this book I have the last couple of weeks as well. Really good book as well. And I've already made Crystal blush a blush off camera already. I was like, this is probably my favourite book of hers so far, this one. So it's absolutely a tremendous book. Now, what I think was to us touching on today, first of all, Crystal, is tell us about then what's the history of this third book then? And I've got the title wrote down completely wrong here as well, so my dyspraxia is kicking in. So <laughs> tell oh, people yeah. what the correct title is as well, first of all. Well, the problem is it used, it was originally looking, what was it, into the reflection of a biracial Afro-Latina, and I changed it to looking into the reflection of a biracial Afro-Latina because it just felt like it flowed better. But yeah. the original title was from... Um, it was from my, it was because it was my thesis for my master's program. So um, this was it last summer. I had, I had published it with my college, my university at St. Leo. And this past year I had turned it into a self-published book, my third self-published poetry book and my last poetry book for a little while, not forever, but for a little while. Um, so, so it's called looking into the reflection. So it's more of me looking into myself as a biracial woman and as a woman who is an Afro Latina, um, which is kind of a new word for some people who don't understand what that word is, which is meaning like somebody who is Caribbean, Afro Caribbean, rather than um, African American or African, uh whatever so are uh, it's just it just tells you like it's a caribbean um latina like the latin world because people for people don't understand sometimes we have different different um races different um that we're all that we're all mixed in there so this is just more of like that and then as my and then it continues with me as a biracial woman just in general so it kind of it kind of just takes two worlds and combines them as one. And it really, it really um, is a reflection of myself as, as just not just as a biracial woman, but as a woman, as a woman of color, as a, as a single mother, and even just a little bit deeper than just that, or just like a sociomatic type book. So it's more of like a serious book. It goes different from my last book, which was all erotic poetry. Yeah, I remember that book. That was yeah, it's that's what I found interesting to go from that one direction and obviously quenches was certainly more yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna use the word yeah, I'd use the word more light slightly more light hearted, definitely. But obviously this has done its part of your thesis for you your the university course. What made you want right. to do this as your thesis, first of all then? What made me, because this is something that plagued me, has plagued me as a child, is just trying to find my place in the world, trying to figure out where I am, who I am, mm. and what it is to do. And you think that as you get become an adult, like when you become set as a human, you think you're going to know who you are. 
sometimes I still wonder who I am. So this is more, that was more of that like reflection of that, that little girl, that insecure little girl could still live with me kind of thing that those questions I had as a girl, how they, how they have come followed me into womanhood kind of. So that is where that was. And this was more of like a truth kind of thing. So I think at that point in my life, when my, um, when my thesis came along, I wanted to do more, um, something more serious, something more that spoke about myself when it came to that. Not that I didn't love my erotic poetry and evolution of poetry was more of just like the evolution. It was just me kind of taking some old poetry and kind of evolving it into who I become. And this is more of like an evolution of like, you know, a little bit further later on. So this is more of like my first uh, big thing of poetry or small thing of poetry um, that reflects on certain feelings I have felt or I have experienced or maybe somebody I know has experienced. So that's kind of where those poems come in to play. So yeah, that's, it, that's why I went that way with my thesis. Yeah. It works really well as well. It how long did it take you to do this book? Cause it felt like it was, we were talking about this two years ago nearly, weren't we? So like your thesis. Mm -hmm. So this one's been generating for a while and I'm presuming, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, because some of this poetry was whatever I was going through within the two years of motherhood, uh, the pandemic, um, you know, what was going on in the United States, maybe at that time or a, a historical event or anything that was going on in those two years might have been something that was generated during my two years working on my on my MMA program. Yeah, no, it's true. Thank you. Obviously, like you said, it's really looking back at the years now. Yeah. This would have been generating your head just past lockdown, really, won't it? So, so that's why mm -hmm. you think about yeah, it. This, like, this, yeah, these poems were definitely generated during the lockdown. A lot of them were. I think I even have one in there called Pandemic or something of that nature. I can't even remember. Yeah, let's just live check. I'll be honest you. This is where my ship of brains kicks in now as well. So, yeah, I knew, yeah, I knew there was at least one in here about obviously pre giving birth to your son straight away as well. Uh, yeah, I can't see, can't say anything about lockdown cycles, but again, I'm prepared to talk wrong yeah. with that. So, <laughs> but yeah, so it's how does it compare then? Do you, do you looking back at this third book now? The contrast to Quenchy's second book then? Do you think yourself looking at them now hand in hand? They're completely different books, I think actually. Um, quench, when I think about quench versus this book, I think of a more serious time, I think, because quench, quench was, was a second break off book to the evolution of poetry. The evolution of poetry was, I was trying to get all my poems that I've ever written into a collection, but trying to get the two collections together it was just too much and it was everywhere. So I had to break those two off. And I really spent five years working on two books almost because I started my journey with Evolution of Poetry in 2018. And that one was done, I think, even in the middle of 2019. So by 2020, when I was going to put out Quench, a lot of things got backed up because of the pandemic everything shut down. So I ended up doing that one in 2021 
more often. So while I while I was starting, while I was even starting this book, I was still trying to complete Quench. So they kind of went back to back, but it feels like it takes about two years to get one poetry book out for me just to get it done, the self-publishing, the photo, the the editing. It, it's especially because I publish it myself and I don't go through anybody. So I do it all myself. So um, it takes, a, it, it might take a little bit of a longer time because I front the money myself. I always front the money and then the shipping and handling. So it, it just seems to be, it is a lot of work to get just one poetry book out by yourself, but it's oh, possible. Yeah, compl- complete as point, well. Yeah. And where my mind was during this book was at a little bit more of a serious place. Like it wasn't like, it, it wasn't so much about love as it was about questioning self and having a lot more time to think about reflection, which is kind of basically the thing is reflection of self rather than an evolution, rather than a growing, uh, an inner question of who you are, you know, on a deeper yeah. level. I think you have to, because I, I think when you get to the stage, you've done a couple of books and I was like this for my third book. The first one was like the initial rush. That is things move off in a different side direction. The second one, right. the third one's where it starts getting to the real meat and bones, really. I think this is where right. your book, I think you really can see you as you're evolving as a writer in this third book, straight away. And Thank I you. absolutely loved seeing the bit of prose crop up in the book as well. Because yeah. that was great because it showed like you're expanding your, the way you look at your work as well. It's absolutely tremendous stuff. So really, yeah. really Good luck with those, straight those two years in college, like to, to go back and get my master's degree and to sit there and just have a chance to study poetry for two straight years during a pandemic, like to go even deeper was definitely uh, it really helped me um, step up my writing skills. It really helped me um, look into who I would become as a writer, what I want to do, how I can expand because I don't, it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've been writing. It never really hurts to like those retreats, those moments where you can sit down and just write and those moments where you can, somebody criticizes your work, tears it apart, says they don't get it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. really like, uh, cause I got a lot of that. I got a lot of that abuse in uh, my master's program, but it also helped me kind of like understand how people outside of my audience may see my book. So it was really, it was helpful. It was helpful. And it, and it really increased how I wanted to put it into this book for sure. No, really? No, can't blame it. It's a tremendous book. It was, I was going to say as well, you. you're telling, you're telling me off microphone as well. I'm really, really pleased to hear about other bits and pieces that you've got going on at the moment as well, because when I was reading about this book before, I thought this is your most, your most rhythmatic book to date. And then you just told me we were getting set up before. You're actually now in the process of doing an album as well, aren't you? And I thought yes. to myself, I thought it had to come next to an album after that third book straight away yeah. because I could definitely see it being performed on stage. Who knows? Maybe with a band even behind you. I don't know. Right. Yes. Um, that's, yeah. Um, I know two years ago I had like other goals that change sometimes. It's funny how that happens. Um, but I had an opportunity to go into the studio, um, in November and December and record, um, 14 tracks, 14 poetry tracks. 
Uh, 13, I did by myself and that are just me. And one track is um, with me and Miles' dad. And it's a, um, he is a, he was rapping on it and I was doing poetry against rap music. So it was, it's a really, that one is like already made with music. So I have like one feature on there. Um, and the rest is just poetry. And now I'm in the process of, of generating some music to it. Like a, like a nice jazzy feel, like a nice, um, you know, blend of instruments. So I'm in the process of shopping for some bands. I have six already made beats that I've been making for the last five years because I've had friends like make me music beats. So I have some for the last five years and they're, they need to be cleaned up and polished. So I'm in the process of shopping for people who do those. And again, I'm hoping to get that out middle of next year. Um, so um, because like I said, that kind of stuff, it's pricey. You got to take the time. You got to spend the money, get in the studio, get it right. So I broke it down into two studio times, decided to go with 13 poetry tracks that are a mix of all three books. So yeah. I'm not sure what the title will be yet, but it's a mix. So if you liked my books, but you wanted to hear how I sound with the with the poetry books, we've got a little bit of evolution of poetry. You got a little bit of quench. So you got some of the big ones in quench. And then you even got a couple in this book. So I have a few. Yeah. So so there's a blend. So there's like a mix of all of them because I just went with the poems I like the most or the ones that I maybe I've performed the most and a couple that I've never performed. And I put those into the, the tracks and then I free wrote a verse for um, a feature. So I have that one feature. Now, if I was thinking about having a singer in one of my poems kind of blended up, but it's all like it right now, it's all in the works. So I'm still kind of playing with that. So that's kind of like, the next um step with my poetry is to is to get them on spotify apple music and all that on all streaming platforms so that people can also listen to the poetry as well as reading about it because i'll tell you what when you read the poetry versus listen to it i feel like it's compl two completely different personalities of the poem yeah no you do you do. I think it's, I've done it myself with like albums and stuff like that. And it's if you've got music on the top of it, it's like poetry and spoken words can be very grey or sometimes you know what I mean with with the way it is right. on the page. If you're putting music, it gives it colour. I think sometimes. So that's why I'm really fascinated here on this album that comes out hopefully next year, Crystal. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm excited to too. I I oh, can't yeah. wait to see what it sounds like because I didn't want to go in there and put music to do it to music i went in there and i did my vocal tracks first and i wanted to blend to music i want somebody to take an ear because i said i said i'm not really a musician i'm not really i'm just a spoken word artist so um let's see what it sounds like blended so yeah so we're definitely doing that right now so i'm excited about that that project yeah understandable as well because it's it's a major it's a major step forward i think for yourself now last time we spoke as well you were telling me as well, obviously, like uh, you got your, you're working on your memoir at the moment as well, still, aren't you? 
Yes, I just I've been I've been in the works of thinking about writing a memoir and I'm actually in the progress of putting it together chapter by chapter. So right now, after after um, I finished up with my. um, Goodness, um, after I finished up with my last poetry book, the looking into the reflection of a biracial Afro Latina, I'm actually looking at a memoir that circles around this, that's a more written um, emotion of, of my life. So it includes my son. It includes, you know, my feelings towards some of my family, like how this worked out like this, talking about abuse and mental health and, and, and identity and sexuality and, and just a little bit of just everything, you know, and, you know, my son being being a, a young black man and what it feels like for him to grow up and and how I would do, do things differently than the people before me, you know, my parents before me and what I've done the same and what I feel bad about. And and just a little bit of everything, everything that brought me to this place here as a single mom. So the memoir definitely has to take a journey within my whole entire essence, my whole entire being to try to you know, kind of figure myself out. And it and it seems to be circulating around my son. That's kind of like where that's going. But I'm still kind of taking that journey. So yeah, so I just started, I think I'm on chapter four now of, of my memoir. And I've been writing it for about a couple months or so. Look, so fingers, yeah. fingers crossed here, that definitely. So let's hope we don't take it too long to get it complete. But definitely good luck with that. Now, we were talking last time we spoke as well about your novel as well, weren't we? The Lovers yes. Fashion Lounge as well. I think that's gone on hold a bit, hasn't it? That's, that's yeah. I, I hate to sound like this. I hate to be that writer. But it, <laughs> that book, I am like in the middle of that book. And uh, yeah. I, will get, I will get into that book. I will do a couple of chapters and then I will stop. And then I'll go and I'll do another. And then I... <laughs> So that book is still being written, but I put it down. I put it down to focus on my memoir. And I and and it's it seems like I have been trying to write this book for like 10 years. Oh, but man. we're hoping. You'll get out of it. Definitely get out of it. I mean, some, <laughs> I'm always a believer, like I've got my my last poach book coming out end of the year now. And that's took me nine years to write. Well, it's okay, so I kept getting distracted or, you know what I mean, kept pulled into a project yeah. all the time and it's Sometimes I like that. Some books they take each other, oh, we're gonna make you work on me hard. You're gonna take your wages to get me completed, definitely. So well you will, you will. Yeah. Like I said, so yeah. But I have also want to talk to you as well, because obviously like last time we talked, you were obviously like you said you were doing your masters, weren't you, last time? And you're now gonna go into your PhD and your writing next, aren't you, as well? Yes. So, I I am getting I am now officially in my PhD doctoral program. And that actually did just start this past semester in May. So I'm actually almost done with my first class and I'm passing it. So yay. <laughs> so yes. So um, so I am officially in my doctoral program. This one is not a writing doctoral. It's more of a it's an it's education leadership. Um, but it goes hand in hand with my writing degree because the goal is to be able to become a professor at the college, which I'm Fingers crossed, hoping that will be happening in the next semester or two. 
that I have a way in, but with all these enrollment with, with enrollment down at some of these colleges, it's been a little bit harder to get in, but hopefully everything works out that in the next semester. So I'll be, I'll be doing that. But in the meantime, I'm still teaching. I'm still educating. I'm still helping students, including my son, <laughs> teaching my most, son stuff. He's the most important student. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he always comes first. So as much as I love other kids, my son always comes first. His education is, does always come first, unfortunately, but blessingly. Um, so... <laughs> <laughs> no, like I said it's like it's it's great actually seeing you, where you are as your journey as a creative person as well as like it's um do you actually get time to doing the modeling nowadays or are you not got yes, time for that? Yes, have you ever... I did I did a cover shoot. I did a modeling for Christmas. I did this past December I did a sexy shoot for Christmas and they're they're on Facebook. So I did a couple of photos there. So I did a photo shoot there. And then I did a new photo shoot to launch this book. So if you if you hold out, I have some photos that I have a uh, promotional photos with this book here. So I have done two photo shoots this year and I should have a new one coming out too. I think I have another photo shoot coming out in the next week or two. Um because hopefully I have a friend who's an event a planner and she wants to, me to be her official poet. So she'll be helping me book um, some paid gigs without within the community. So I, I still do some free gigs and I still do some paid gigs. So I, I do more feature poetry this this uh, time around than I was doing because when I was doing a lot of the modeling and all that, I was doing that for free. But yes, I still I still have done been doing some modeling. So I've done two shoots and on my third shoot coming up. So I still do it. It's just not as much as I was. Yeah. Because you're, most of the modeling, most of the photo shoots go with my own brand. I do yeah. more for my own brand and my own products. So that's that's what we got going on now. Brilliant. That's great. Kind of gets to natural progression the way it was for you about just under two years ago. But I think at the time you were just starting to do that and you've definitely embraced it now. Now you're telling yeah. me before as well, but you've just done a silent audition as well, didn't you? Where you're giving back some your featured poet as yeah. well. So tell us about that. Yes. Um yeah, last week, last Saturday, yeah, I still do events. I still um I'm a featured poet. I do um a lot of um events in the community. So when they have specific ones, I do those and then I get a table. I get a lot of tables. So there's been a few where I've done modeling shows where I'm I'm the feature poet at modeling shows rather than modeling in runway now. I actually do feature poetries at modeling runways, magazine places. Um, last week was a was one of our mayors here in um, Brandon. She had a silent auction for Juneteenth to. Um, to celebrate that new American holiday and she was generating money for the community and asked, and I was asked to donate some of my books. So, um, to a silent auction. So somebody auctioned off my books, won them, got the, wow. got the books. And I took pictures of that. Um, so that I was the feature poet last week, um, at, at that event. And it was my first silent auction. So that was kind of fun to see how, how people bet for different gifts and that my poetry, if you go to my Facebook or Instagram page right now, I, I actually did like one of those, like, Hey, here's the basket. Here's my basket. And here I am smiling. So I do have that as my book, as my pay, as my picture right now. 
Um, and next week I'll be doing another feature, uh, poetry, uh, um, events, um, a church event. So I have that coming up. So, so I still do, I still do them on the weekend. So yeah, I still, if, if somebody asks me, um, yeah, I still, I still do them. So now, now I have some that are paid and some that are just volunteer. So last week was more of a volunteer type one, but it was exciting. So yeah, we still, we still do that in the communities. We still do those. And I still have magazine, um, publishings. I just got published in an Atlanta magazine a couple of weeks ago. Um, that should be coming out soon. Um, and I, so, and I have, I've, I had a, a podcast I do with a friend sometimes where we do, we, we've done poetry. He covered my quench book not too long ago. And we've done some, um, we've done some topics where we like sit down he's got a show, the Madwell uh, Spotify show. So he's got a show on there and he, and we, and I've done a couple of things as a guest, as a guest host. And the last one was, was, was um, called dating in your thirties. So we sat there and <laughs> talked about, we sat there and talked about like how, how it is like how he agrees that he's married and he doesn't want to do any of that. And I talk about all the people who I know that feel like dating, the dating pool in your thirties is a disaster and what you have left so I make those jokes and we go into those little jokes. So that was the last topic we did. So we did that really? one and we even did mental health. We talked about it's okay not to be okay. So I've done a couple of podcasts and um, I might do another one or two of those. Um, as far as trying to do my own podcast and stuff, I, I still don't know how to do the technology for that. So hopefully maybe one day I can get it together on that aspect. Definitely do it. You've got the charisma for it and the personality. Definitely with that. So. <laughs> You think really like when I started this crystal wop seven years ago now, it was an accident. Oh. I, I was, yeah, mine was stuck with an accident. I was in the pub with a friend of mine who was a science fiction novelist and said to me, Oh, do a podcast, do it now. I'll be your first guest. And I, I don't recommend it. This is all it was, it was two, two and a half hours of me and him getting drunker and drunker. And it's seven <laughs> years later, I'm more, more organized nowadays. But you know, it's sometimes these sort of things yeah. fall into place, don't they? Right. As a creative person, it's best it goes in its own natural progression, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's how it works sometimes. Like when as a creative person, as an artist, um, people have the flexibility to do many different platforms. Oh, definitely that one. So it do you, where would you think where would you like to see your creativity being in say five, ten years' time then? Do you have any sort of real long term Five, plans ten years' time. Five, ten years' time. We're going down science fiction time now. <laughs> science fiction time. I would like to say my, I would like to say I'm a bigger artist. I would like to say that um, my books have been, I get a book deal and I get some good, and I get lots of money. <laughs> that would like, I would like to see that in 10 years. I would like to see me finish, successfully finish my PhD and be working at a university full time um with with books i would like to say my memoir and my novel are done in 10 years from now and maybe i'm working on a new um novel and i would like to see maybe a couple of albums of poetry successfully done i would like to see a lot of different paths like certain things completed in the next 10 years and basically to just continue to be a success i'm hoping oh, to continitely. continue to elevate definitely. to the next level 
Definitely. Um, and hopefully, hopefully you've been on Spoken Label two or three times in the next 10 years as well again as well. Of course. Of course. <laughs> as long as you're on my Facebook now, you should be good. <laughs> oh, and I, I can't see Spoken Label stopping. I can't see you stopping either, definitely with that one. So, No, what, definitely not. What we'll do, Crystal, we'll wrap up part one here, definitely. I want to give you time to read out a few pieces from your new book in the second half. So, okay, where can people get hold of you if they want to find out more about you, first of all? You can get a hold of me at Instagram at Crystal D Pride 86. You can get a hold of me at Crystal Orellano um, on Facebook or Crystal Orellano on Twitter. Um, YouTube, Crystal Orellano, Crystal Gypsy Orellano. Um, you can get my books on Amazon. There you they're on Amazon. And you can also you can also go through my website, which is in my book, Crystal uh don 285 285 hold on it's crystal don 285 <laughs> at yahoo.com you can email me there to a crystal don 285 at yahoo.com or that's also my wix.com where you can also find me on my website so you can find me on multiple platforms for sure um so yeah so I'm Great. I'm I'm all over social media. You can even find me on TikTok, oh, <laughs> Crystal Orellano. So no, I'm all I'm, over. I'm on every single platform. I meant to ask you about TikTok as well because I've I joined it briefly and you know I've lost lost track of time after that. How do you feel about TikTok? Because obviously, like you said, you're TikTok. you're in your thirties. I'm in my fifties. Like it's mm-hmm. I feel genetic going on there. So I wonder what you're like. Uh, I'm not into TikTok dances. <laughs> oh God. I'm, but I, I, I like TikTok. It's it's a good platform. I mean, like it's a place to put my. It's just like another YouTube to me. Only like you know a smaller, like extended version of you of of that. It's a place to put like videos of my son and me, poetry. Um, so as far as spending hours upon hours on TikTok, I won't. I'll go on for five ten minutes. There's a couple people I enjoy their little. Uh, pages there it's very entertaining but as a poetry platform i like it as a poetry platform so i just you know put my poems on there sometimes i'll edit videos and then i'll put them on other platforms from tiktok because it's an easy little editing little fun tool i think that it's more of where the future is going versus youtube like how youtube was the thing 10 years ago tiktok is more the thing it's so it's so big that uh, the governments want to ban it (laughs) yeah so that that. that tells you when when governments want to ban platforms there's they're probably doing something right i don't know i don't want to say for sure but no i agree um, i agree completely i think you know i think i mean just like any platform it can have its dangers if people you know spend too much time on it or communicate with people they don't know for sure i mean I find myself having to block weird things on any platform, you know? So if I don't know you and you get a little too like weird or whatever, I might block you. <laughs> like oh, I don't have a problem blocking you, but I, if you, if you're a fan and you like some of my work, you might get a thank you or a, like a thumbs up or a heart or something. Cause I'm, I like to thank people who do enjoy what I do. Cause you do get a little bit of everything in my social media accounts, but they're mainly just a platform to express my poetry, you know, a a place where, you know, an outlet other than that, they're not as I don't find them real life. So it's something that, you know, I have my personal time off social media. I'm not on it all day. 
I just do my posts and then I'm like off it. You know, there's other things going on. So I like, I mean, I like TikTok as long as it's used for what it's used for. Not, not so much where people with mental, if you have mental health, some things related to mental health and, and, and social media, there's a point in time where you need to get off of social media. So, so I am all for like the platforms that it gives you because if we think about 20 years ago, we didn't have these platforms to express ourselves. We would just be, we wouldn't have the the chance to connect from different countries or connect like we do now, you know? So I think, I think in some ways there are a lot of positives with it yeah, and I do yeah. like them. So yeah. Same for me as for well. Sure. Yeah. So there's a different world to what yeah. it was 20 years ago, but I guess I try Definitely. to do some distance from it because like it's, I think mean, it takes up your life. It's not healthy sometimes. Definitely. So yeah. Anyway, on that unpositive note, we'll wrap up part one here, Crystal. Well, you get, get composed and we'll be right okay. back in two shakes of eyes, everybody. Well, Crystal's going to do a few pieces for us. Spoken label. Hi, guys. And yeah, spoken label. Straight over to Crystal. She's going to do a couple of pieces for us from the new book. Over to you, my friend. All right. This first one is called Black Girl, White Skin. Deep skin. I don't fit in. What race do I fall in? Because I am cream colored. I'm not like the others. Tired of people telling me who I can be. Why can't they see beyond the box? The world put us in such a long time ago and see I have the heritage in me. Brilliant start. I've forgotten how short that piece was actually to start off with there as well. So short, <laughs> but definitely not sweet. <laughs> back to you, back to you, Chuffy Sackle. Okay, so my next piece will be as a printed. Um, the black woman's fear of her black son. She sits on her patio on the morning of her morning of her son's death. Another day in poverty to stress. She tries to get through the day. Nothing more, nothing less. Trying to give her child the best. If this is the test, she refuses to fail. Her son was a friend to me. He was going to school to revolutionize the world, but somehow ended up at the end of a policeman's gun. He didn't even try to run. Labeled a gang member, he surrendered. They shot him in the streets anyway. How people make a call. How can people, I'm sorry, can I start this one over? Yeah, go for it. Okay. The mothers, the black, oh, oh, one more time. Ah, take three. This is a brand new, I've never said this one out loud. So, okay, I see. The black mother's fear of her black son. She sits on her patio on the morning of her son's death. Another day in poverty to stress. She tries to get through the day, nothing more and nothing less. Trying to give her children the best. If this is the test, she refuses to fail. Her son was a friend to me. He was going to school to revolutionize the world, but somehow he ended up at the end of a policeman's gun. He didn't even try to run, labeled a gang member. He surrendered. They shot him in the streets anyway. How can people make a call when the villains are sometimes the police, 
Some children might see them as heroes, but where I grew up, they killed our fathers. This was never part of the plan. Her son was about to graduate as a decent man. Wow. Wow. That's really, really hard hitting that one because instead of all the trouble yeah. you've had, you've had America, obviously, well, it did. With black men, unfortunately, getting killed by the police. That's really, really yeah. This isn't yeah. This one was about society, just kind of like what people go through. That this happens a lot in society. They label somebody walking down the street or uh, just assuming something. Just stuff that goes on in the United States. That was kind of like a a reflection of that, like just that situation. It kind of brought it into like a different um, theme. Um, yeah, tremendous, it, tremendous. Okay, did we agree on four, didn't we? So, okay, over to you yeah, for number, number three, then. Okay. This one right here is called Quarantine. This one was more, I wrote this one like the first or second week of sitting in a quarantine. So this is, this is that. It's called Quarantine. Trapped inside a quarantine, trying to stay safe from COVID-19. I cannot find an escape route. Hope remains to be seen, superheroes fighting a pandemic disease, begging God for a release. Trapped inside a quarantine, will the pandemic, will the paramedic ever love me? He sees dead bodies constantly from a new disease that doesn't discriminate. The future remains unseen. My friend escaped from, from teaching in China that year leaving her journals behind in fear. She feared catching COVID, crying out in tears, feeling trapped inside, wrapped in chains. Families cannot claim the dead remains. This, in this time of quarantine, people feel psychotic pain. When they let us out, will we ever be the same? 20 years of friendship broken in quarantine, together trapped in the same house. This is the story of 2020 pandemic and a lifetime effects. As I sit here with my thoughts, I think of the things I miss. I miss the wind of the crews dancing like Calypso hypnotic Caribbean islands and alcoholic drinks full of tonic. I cannot find an escape route Superheroes die fighting a pandemic disease, all while trapped inside a quarantine, trying to stay safe from COVID-19. Bravo, bravo. Powerful, powerful gypsy indeed there. So really, really powerful piece to do that. Because I think lockdown itself affected everybody up and down worldwide in right, different ways. Exactly. It's not an easy time for me because I'm, I'm diabetic. My job sent me home right. with it at the time. And I remember telling me, go home, we'll get work to you, ring us up. Once a week, let us know you're not, you're not dead. And I thought, well, right. I thought, man, it took us six months to get that done to me. And I took me and the man were both going crazy at that time. And you'd been by yeah, yourself, was, wouldn't you? So, but, yeah. I was trapped. I was trapped in the house with like, it was like four of us trapped in a house. We're getting on each other's nerves. I was sitting there feeling insane, listening to different people's troubles and journeys. And I wrote it down in a poem. And that was actually the first poem I wrote in my uh, master's program that year. No, it does. It shows you like it. it's it's a great way for us poets to really let rage. <laughs> I won't <laughs> want to do it again. That's what you want. <laughs> anyway, right. Crystal. Okay, let's go. Let's go for the, the big finale. I'm definitely until okay. The last one. 
let's see, hopefully I don't mess this one up at all. Cause this one is also one I, that I wrote during, um, during the, the pandemic and during my master's program. And I've never read this one out loud. So we'll see how that, how it rolls off the paper. It's called the story of those eyes. When I used to look at him, I wish my son had those old woman's eyes, those big round black diamond bug eyes. They were perfectly aligned on his face. I remember the first time he looked at me with those old woman's eyes. His sister had her father's eyes shaped more like almonds, not like those eyes. I fell in love with many winters ago. It wasn't the plan to fall in love with a man I've known my whole entire life. Three years ago in December, it was those eyes that were easy to fall in love with, round as the full moon. There was a frost of white outer core with a bright promise of our future. A future broken by the following December. Our sun is one and those round eyes don't exist in my life anymore. I belong to my son. After four winters of constant war, love, and hate with my heart and my mind, thinking of those, all those moments, looking at those piercing round ebony eyes, I learned that those eyes only told lies, hidden, untold stories in disguise. The eyes I thought were my epic paradise turned into my mortal enemy. It was almost God's mercy that my wish of those women's eyes I once admired were not owned by, the, by my son. My eyes on him became my saving grace. My blind eyes of love now belong to him. The oval chestnut eyes of his mother. The eyes I never appreciated when I looked in the mirror. They are ones of power and preservation. I have not looked back ever since. When I used to look at him, I used to wish my son had those old woman's eyes, those big, round, black diamond bug eyes. They were perfectly aligned on his face. It is hard to look back now when love for those eyes no longer live in this space. It is just... Hazel colored eyes I see in the mirror that reflect on my son. Ones I used to take for granted. They are only, they are the only ones in my life now. And that's the story of those eyes. Beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful the way you've, you've used the, the reference to the eyes on that. Great piece. Yeah. You brought, you brought a lump to my throat there, Crystal, straight away as well. So it's obviously <laughs> a, a job done definitely with that one. So. Excellent yeah. stuff, so excellent yeah. indeed. Now, good luck with the book, and I look forward to hearing the album when it comes out, hopefully within the next year, and we'll get you on, and I'll ask you all the difficult questions about your choices and the music and stuff like that, so I'll get my, my producer head on, and I'll start putting really awkward, tricky questions for you when it's ready, so. <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyway, thank you again, Crystal. Been a pleasure again. Okay, oh, so. Thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, let me read some of my poetry for my always, new book. Always, always love having you on. You're great fun. So keep in touch. I know you will, and I'll keep in touch with you. For so sure. anyway, guys and girls, that's it again for a spoken label of another day. 
as Don Callis over at AEW Wrestling says, stay safe and stay over. And we will see you all hopefully next time. Spoken later.